Residents of Chicago and Northwest Indiana are up in arms. John Cass, scourge of Chicago. He and his ilk are poisoning listeners' minds. Can we let this go unchallenged? Make sure we get the tips. Is this the man you want seeding your cerebral cortex with his vile thoughts? Rob, inside the cavity. That is just perverse. See where I'm going here? Oh, we see. And we are disgusted, you sick man. Push this through. John Cass, a man who references immature, outdated MTV cartoon chumps. It's the intellectual version of the Beavis and Butthead argument. The hot girls of the binders. <laughs> really, John? Beavis and Butthead? Really? What does that even mean? It's a tripod. You don't want them touching. And just what is a chumbalone? What do you think? Can we trust a man who likes to paraphrase made men? Are we done here? Isn't it true that John Cass is the real chumbalone? Your mind can only hold so many facts, okay? This message brought to you by People for Awake with J. I'm Jake Hartford, and I encouraged this message. He encouraged the message, (laughs) and Jeff Carlin helped him produce this message. Yes, with the great Jason Dildine doing the voice there and the production. (laughs) I I forgot Jake's had the stinger at the end there with the out. Uh, But what about being a chumbalone? Okay, (laughs) the issue is we've had um, Darren Bailey repeat the phrase mm-hmm. chumbalone, chumbalone and, and, yep. and then we have this blast from the past jake hartford <laughs> and jeff carlin pushing the chumbalone yeah on the that, table yeah that was a good one that was that's the one thing i can say i think everybody universally can vote for and agree on that come the day after election day the the uh, end of uh, the political ads and the no more fl- flyers coming to your door because I know we get inundated with them. But yes, that was a blast from the past, the old Jake Hartford days. Uh, and I, there's the uh, binders full of women clip. Remember that was the old uh, Mitt Romney gaff. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that dates back then us. when Mitt Romney was a fascist rather than a. Um, milk toast reek from uh, Game of Thrones. He, he was then the fascist enemy of the people. Right. Exactly. Whatever they were saying then, right? Can you yeah. imagine that? People thinking Milt, Mitt Romney was like dangerous, but okay, we're at that phase now with just days before the election and mm-hmm. hours, and people are afraid. Some are happy, some are afraid, some are expectant. You know, that they think that uh, Republicans will win and they therefore have achieved something. And the same thing with Democrats. The Democrats, if they lose, Democratic voters will think that they've lost something. But in the meantime, there was a historian, total moron and clown, <laughs> Beschloss. Michael Beschloss, Michael Beschloss, yeah. who was on, I don't know, one of those left-wing programs. <laughs> Chris, and, uh, MSNBC's Chris <laughs> Hayes show or whatever he is. Yeah, whatever Chris you, Hayes' show. And Chris Hayes is the son-in-law of um, the uh, of Andy Shaw, who never wanted to offend Rich Daly ever, mm-hmm. right? 
and uh, mm-hmm. they're talking about the uh, the terrors of a Republican victory in the in the midterm. Joe Biden is saying the same thing tonight. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which which I'm not certain of, but if that is true, a historian will say what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. (laughs) <laughs> that talk oh. about clown show i mean jeez well, it's, it's it's irresponsible I, 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 I just full stop it's irresponsible as a prof, quote-unquote professional historian or acclaimed or historian not. the true historians don't show up on cable news no okay? right they, they're always hidden away in libraries they don't like to be don't call attention i don't want to be on tv you know that's that's a true historian john but, stop uh, clicking your pen Oh, sorry. I am clicking it because I'm so <laughs> aggravated. But I know, right? the uh, the uh, the thing that really got me was the the belief by this so-called historian uh, that democracy is at stake. He parroting the Democratic line, right? And they all parroted it. You know, it, every show, show after show after show, said the same thing. But if, in other words, if if the Democrats win, democracy will be saved. But if the Democrats lose, democracy is destroyed and our chil- the children will be dragged out of their homes by an authoritarian ruler. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I Wait, mean, isn't, you know, The Intercept just had a, a fascinating piece on um, big tech colluding with political parties, and they weren't mm-hmm. Republicans, to <laughs> right. shape the news and shape the images that people understand. Yeah. Shaping, it's, what do they call it? It's gr- uh, cultivating the landscape, the, <laughs> you know, the landscape of ideas. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm thinking at the same time, this is coming out, and the Intercept is by no means a right-wing publication. Yeah. It's a very, it's an interesting publication. It was um, home to to some several important uh, free thinkers, but not a right-wing hit piece by no, yeah. And now, and now this from Beschloss. That's incredible. I mean, that, that Intercept thing is is incredible. The uh, the audacity of of you know politicians and media companies to do that is so dangerous, and it's it's this. I mean, I, remember we used to have there used to be standards in media, well, you know, broadcast media, so radio and TV, and to a technically lesser extent, you know, movie theaters technically aren't under any sort of like official rating system, right? That's all voluntary, but to be broadcast, you had, to, there were things you couldn't do. You, you could be held responsible, liably and criminally 
for for breaking the rules and that stuff. And this would be an instance of that. This would be something that would not clear any any censorship. And I don't know people say, oh, censorship is terrible, but it's censorship in the sense that it's, it's used in, the, in a sparingly sense. So you avoid things like this. Someone would want to run a follow the rules. So you wouldn't put someone on who would say inflammatory, insane things like this. But the fact that you have the, you know, democracy, sorry, Democrats you know, working hand in hand with their friends, quote unquote, in media to, as you say, alter, they say, like, alter the landscape. Right. And that, that's the whole point. That's the reason why those ruling, rules are in place to avoid a, a, a tip in the scale one way or the other. And I, I think, and this is one of the things I think, it, and people are like, oh, internet should be open and free. Internet should be open and free. Maybe, but it should also be, a, there also needs to be a, a place where people can know what they're getting is is passing a smell test. I mean, you can't get that anywhere on either side. I mean, like it's, it's just the point that the, the intercept is running this piece. I mean, like that's just the point that uh, to them you wouldn't even think about them, but at least you see it from them. You know what they are, their history is what they do. But uh, places like MSNBC, you know, just openly throwing some on there says, "Oh, grab your shoelaces. It's going to be uh, the purge, and the whole world's going to end uh, 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 right now." And they're supposed to be uh, an official, not official, but a, a reasonable thought, you know, thinker out right. there. They're supposed to bring us but together. They, right? they reveal themselves, right? Right. Just like those who say, um, you better not, you shall not, you shall not think to yourself or let anyone else think or say that uh, no cash bail Mm-hmm. is anything but a wonderful idea. Right. And uh, even though 100 of 102 states attorneys, both Democrat and Republican, are mm-hmm. opposed in Illinois, people are getting killed, people are being attacked. How right. many times How many times do we have to see in CWB, uh, which is covering the Tim Evans courts, right? Tony yeah. Preckwinkle, Tim Evans courts, where it's all happening every day, but you can't say it. You can't say this is the 75th case this year of of uh, someone being killed by someone else who's been on bail, out on bond, or reduced bond, or yeah, or uh, electronic monitoring for. Of violence, right? And then you say that, and then they say, "Well, but the violence is going up all around the, the city, and there are Republican-run places where it's how happened. dare you? Oh, racist? yeah, okay, yeah. it's yeah." And then, then, then there's that line, and it's 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 so just it's deplorable. I mean, we want to talk deplorables, and it goes both ways too. I mean, obviously, in in ads, we were just played. We opened up with the the mocking ad of how scary they are, and obviously, you know, people, groups on both sides, Democrats yes. and Republicans. That they put in hyperbole and and try to scare people voting one way or another, but yeah, everybody is just needs to chill. <laughs> can we all just be? Can nice you to- just sit? <laughs> the the ancient Japanese proverb: sit calmly on a riverbank, and eventually the bodies of your enemies will float past. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, just chill, okay? <laughs> right. Don't freak out, Beshlas. Cowboy up, man. You know, <laughs> I can't believe, you know, I'd like to see a Yellowstone 
like yellow, you know, the, the show's coming back and Betty's all sure. excited about it. Uh, you know, with uh, that hot evil woman, what's her name? The Brit- Britannia Queen. She's really a Irish actress and she's really good. She's an evil heroine. And I can see Beschloss like out there, like trying to do some dude ranch thing out in uh <laughs> In Yellowstone, she'd kill him. You know, she'd be dragging his dragging his hair, pulling his hair across the uh, steps, and killing him. You know, something. Right. Don't, it's, don't mess with Beth. You know, uh, and John, I, and I think you alluded to it last time, but uh, in, in talking about shows we're watching, yeah. you don't. You're you're over the uh, House of the Dragon. They they didn't do it for you. I don't really like House of the Dragon. I don't. I don't like. Um, I don't like uh, fantasy stuff anymore. You know, Get over it. I had a friend, uh, one of my guys who writes for John Cass News, names Michael Ledwith. He's insisting that I see this movie, Get Carter, with Michael Caine. That's a great movie. And he sends this this line quote to me. You know, I'd almost forgotten what your eyes look like. Still the same. Piss holes in the snow. <laughs> now, that's a line. And it has yeah. nothing to do with dragons, right? It has <laughs> no. everything to do with like a world-weary person. You know, some like political reporter who's written too many and seen too much. And speaking of which, I have to tell you. Yeah. There's a, a, a story in the paper. You know, that paper? Uh, I'm familiar with it. And... Uh, it's a hit piece on Dan Proft. Oh, our, okay. our old it, friend it's Dan. It's like, yeah, it's our old friend Dan. Full disclosure, he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours. You've uh, produced for him and for mm-hmm. me on diff- at different stations, which is why mm-hmm. you're the best radio producer <laughs> in the city. And uh, and also, so there's this, there was this uh, a news story is about Dan Proft and uh, doing something underhanded. Really, it was kind of weak. It was extremely weak. But what was interesting was there was a photograph of a young Dan Proft <laughs> in the newspaper. It says, and he's sitting there, and I know the place he's sitting there because there's a uh, extra virgin olive oil on the on the table in a bottle. <laughs> And it's, it's, it used to be right behind the tr- Tribune. It's called Volari on Grand and Sinclair. Uh, the FBI knows of it. The FBI knows of it, yeah. And uh, here's the caption for this hit piece. <laughs> Dan Proft is interviewed on November 11, 2009 by a Tribune columnist. <laughs> now who's the who can who's that the, be there's a guy i see dan proft in a blue suit and like the columnist salt and pepper hair distinguished <laughs> with a blue sports coat or suit tie <laughs> shirt just like proft has on i mean ties are similar but sure. uh, i mean the, not, the conservative ties but who is a columnist 
I'm pretty sure that columnist had uh, sausage and peppers there. Is that was that your go to there? That was the go to. Yeah, we uh, so order for appetizers and then right. you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess it was it was the columnist Eric Zorn. I don't. I think he would have been mentioned. You know, because you can't Eric and Dan Proft sitting together. I don't see that happening. <laughs> right. You know, unless Eric's like lying down with a you know butter knife in his chest, <laughs> um, which he wouldn't happen because Dan's a civilized man. He's a civilized man, and Eric's a nice fellow as well. Very well mannered. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe next to each other in the shooting range. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or was it columnist Mary Schmeek? Ooh. She and Dan. Uh, I, like, I can see she and Dan doing a duet. Dan's got a decent voice. Yeah, like uh Dan and Mary and Mary and Eric <laughs> uh singing like holiday songs or writing yeah. even better yet, writing to each other. Like <laughs> Dan, I really don't know about this blue check Twitter thing. What do you think? <laughs> you know, and then Proft responds, and then Mary gets in. I mean, that could it could be that columnist, a columnist, or who else? I mean, I don't. Know. I don't know. It's but a mystery it should, for the ages, John. But you don't have even have the guts. I know you're such a gutless fish rep of a place now. <laughs> you don't have the guts to say, you know, the guy who worked here 37 years and. <laughs> Gave you don't have to demean blood. fish wrap, John. What? You don't have to demean fish and chips. Why do we have to drag that into this? I, I like, like fish. fish. I like fish and chips. Best fish and chips I ever had was at this place called the Shakespeare Room near Piccadilly Circus, upstairs of this little bar. It was like velveteen seats and dark velour uh, curtains and books everywhere. This is in London? This is in London. This is like 2003, maybe. Did, what did the velveteen rabbits smell like? <laughs> it smelled like fried fish and chips. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. So good, John. My grandfather, Papu Pete, had a good recipe for fish and chips. And he would sell them wrapped in newspapers. Like they, he would make cones of newspapers and hand them out chips and fish from his snack shop. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Pete. Love you, man. Love fish and chips. I don't well, like. Need- uh, I don't like the newspaper. Not. <laughs> I know. I don't understand. Not having the guts to say who's <laughs> in the picture besides Dan. That's hilarious. But, you know, Dan's a handsome man. Maybe you know. Uh, <laughs> they didn't want me to overshadow him with my. There you uh, go. Handsomeness. Um. But, you know, one other thing that's going on in both newspapers, I guess the Tribune now is out of the editorial business. Yeah, right. Or the uh, endorsement business. Yeah, they don't make they don't endorse. I guess that's so you don't have what you don't have heat. Right. People don't, people don't get upset. Exactly. What, yeah. People get Yeah, right. You can't. You're too too afraid to put out the make a decision one way or another. You don't want to offend anybody or be too. It's just, uh, and that's the that that's kind of one of the downfalls of media when it's blended with you know pure capitalism is that at the end of the day they still have shareholders to pay you know to pay off and you have people to to, to keep the lights on. So what you know, bleeds reads or leads, John, right? 
What and, if it bleeds? It leads. That right. Is a local television thing. Right. The, and the Tribune it, doesn't even run mug shots of I know. murderers now because we might offend them. You know. Yeah. Like, don't hurt their feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like they need to man up or woman up or pull up and you know you show get, up. I there, I know plenty of women. I've always never, I've never liked that there are men who think that women are tough because I'm married to one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, okay, mm-hmm. is one, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. My he, mom was a, was a, was a tough I, woman. Yeah. Your mom? Absolutely. And you, you say, you say one thing out of line and they call you a Russian spy. She doesn't want people to get killed in right. the nuclear war. Or, if, or heaven forbid you wind up in the mouth of the, of the view. Okay. Let's get to that <laughs> because there's nothing like uh, disparaging people who might want not want to be victims of crime in the crime wave epidemic. Right. But 26% of what was the story from the view? I yeah. It was, so it's sunny host and is, is getting all worked up about this. And here's a clip of it, but it's essentially taking a shot at white suburban women and, and recent polling that shows that they're bleeding surprisingly, they say uh, to Republicans. Right. Republicans, but what's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's like that's they're that's voting, they're voting a voter. We, they're we, voting no, against no, no. their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do they so do we love, in the hands do we love democracy or not? Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family and the idea oh that well, you should have a... Like that's Alyssa Farah, who is formerly or is a CNN political correspondent but the drawing the line in the sand there and rightfully so i mean that's how would the, you how would you uh, run a business i would if i had the opposition show if there is one you know during yeah. like like this is like all you got to do is give this to greg gutfeld you know, yeah well, yeah well that, absolutely it, but you know would listen to the audience i mean there's the applause around that line it was like it, just roaring, and they didn't. When she responds, "Well, hey, we, we, let's just take it easy. We're going to insult people here just for the hell of it." No, no one crickets from the audience on that. So, I mean, that's that shows you everything you need to know. They're not they're not looking for anything less than this dirt throwing, you know, at the big uh, the elephant in the room. Well, she and, is a, she is a lawyer. I don't think she was. A student of Professor Kingsfield in um, the paper chase, you know, who famously said, "You, your mind is full of mush, and you leave as a lawyer." We do brain surgery here. You teach yourselves the law, but I train your mind. You come in here with a skull full of mush, and you leave thinking like a lawyer. But I still think that. Sonny Hosen insulted 
But th- that's what the Democ. Unfortunately, that's the Democratic Party as it is today. It's not the Democratic Party of a few just a few years ago. Not the, the Democratic Party of Jim, uh, Bill Clinton, a centrist. Right. You know, even though I didn't like him for what he did with the girl and the on and the or any of the women and all that, or all the other women. And it was really upsetting because I, what was upsetting to me was that he was getting away with it with help from the media. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, he, but this, he, and he was, he was a centrist in, in almost, you know, a consider, considered a cons- too conservative at the time. You're thinking, oh, people, you know, thought, oh, maybe he's, you know, too much of that. And it's. Uh, that he would be, I don't even know where he would fall, not the, the Bill Clinton of today, but the Bill Clinton of then transposed to today. He would I be mean, a Republican. Right. There's I mean, no way he could win. He he actually uh, put as governor, right? put uh, a man to death for who killed, who shot and killed a police officer. Right. Right. Well, I mean, there was the... Executed, the th- unlike today where uh two cops who were assassinated in Chicago many years ago were paroled by JB Pritzker's parole board and JB's got an ad screaming at prof again hating his guts okay fine but all upset because the ads i guess saying the governor doesn't pardon anyone the the parole board pardons but you're the governor you put these people on they did what you wanted you know if you yeah. call them they wouldn't <coughs> call them and they wouldn't do it right exactly i mean it's the it's the same nonsense that he says wants to say well you know, I don't have any oversight in this case, or I don't have any. What's the uh, the case that he's he's dodging with the sexual harassment? Oh, that's uh, Jennifer Thornley, right? Okay. Jennifer that's... Thornley case. She she was alleged to have t- she is alleged to have taken five hundred thousand dollars taxpayer money. She made false, allegedly false, sexual harassment claims. She worked for the worked for the state. She was actually right. under Pritzker's wing. Right. Kwame Roll, the attorney general who allowed this monstrosity called um, Safety Act to get through without, without right. once saying, hey, guys, this is so confusing. We really got to revote this. We got to just <laughs> let's, let's straighten it out and get it right. Uh, Jennifer Thornley. And when she was in trouble, she called on, she said, she called on Governor Pritzker to save her. Right. That's the media. I know the Tribune is very interested in Dan Prof, but has the media in Chicago uh, gone after the Jennifer Thornley case? Doesn't seem so. I mean, I, I you barely hear anything about it, and I mean, and and I'm should I be surprised? This is Pritzker's playbook, you know. Blame me for something? No, no, it's not my fault. It's uh, someone else's fault. It's my wife's fault. Look at her. I mean, that's that's how he is. It's just he, he can't take responsibility for anything, and he takes responsibility for everything. It's just. But he's a billionaire, and uh-huh. they're afraid of him, and they all want his money or something. They want. Uh-huh. They want his love. They respect him for his money that he never earned himself. 
Right. You know, mm-hmm. I heard Charles Thomas say, born on third base. <laughs> and he hit a, hit a triple. And I'm, I was thinking, didn't that, whoever that columnist was for the <laughs> Tribune, I think he wrote that, but you can't even see his name in the paper. <laughs> in a picture with Dan Proft at Valari. Exactly. Exactly. I think well, whatever that guy's name is, yeah. Well, on that note, John, I think we, we can put a pin in it for our, uh, our end of week recap. Obviously, well, get out there and vote. Get out there and vote, and uh, I'm going to vote several times. I, I even want to take a little bike, if I could, and take a bike <laughs> ride back to the little bike lands of Chicago where I can vote several times, I hope. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's true, but I would like to. I would, I, I'd like to you know, go as a little bike person wearing spandex. No one would recognize me. <laughs> and then I would cast my ballot. But you know what? As soon as the uh, elections end in November, another one begins. That's for Mayoral sure. Mayoral election, the race for mayor already. Lori Lightfoot screaming, you know, uh, if we, you criticize her, you're you're a Republican. You're a Trump Republican MAGA. You're a fascist. You're a fascist. Uh, I'm going to go read um, Michael Beschloss, uh Popular <laughs> History. Popular History of Pulling uh, Your Hair Out. Yeah, Pulling Your Hair Out. Well, I'm going to go finish uh, for uh, Whom the Belt bell, bell Tolls. That's uh, my light reading in the car right now. For whom the bell tolls? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> you're reading that. You're do, you're do, listening to a book on tape. Yep. About the Spanish Civil War. Yep. And the uh, woman who fought, who loved the bullfighter, and then she killed a bunch of guys and was a killer herself. And hey, then no spoilers. Slept, slept with a <laughs> bolster between her legs. I never yeah. forget that line. <laughs> I think he was speaking of Pilar or the, the, Pilar, old, the old yeah. woman, right? Pilar is the old woman, yeah. The old communist. And the, yep. the tough communist and living in the hills. I I carried that book with me through Spain. Excellent. And I was in northern Spain reading cool. it at a cafe and on a train. And uh, a person on the train came up and shook his head like, no, no, no. We don't read this here. <laughs> uh, I'm like, Senor, you have no rights. <laughs> I'm an American. Back in those days, Americans could actually say what they thought. Right. And now you can't even say prosecutors funded by George Soros have cut the heart out of cities like Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and Los Angeles. But I guess for Jeff Carlin, executive producer, WGN Radio, friends of cats, friends of people who love baking, future physics teacher, someday we'll talk more physics. And for me, John Cass, husband, father, publisher of johncassnews.com, your favorite website for common sense. Remember what you're doing on Election Day. Vote. Vote early. Vote often. And remember what Johnny Rocco does on the sidelines. He counts the votes. And you count them again and again and again till they turn out right. Right, Johnny? 
I made them. Yeah, I made them just like a like a tailor makes a suit of clothes. I take a nobody, see? Teach him what to say. Get his name in the papers. Now, paper is campaign expenses. Fish out a lot of groceries and coal. Get my boys to bring the voters out. And then count the votes over and over again until they added up right and he was elected. <laughs> Join us again next time for another edition of the Chicago Way podcast on WGN+.